0: Listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation, I'm your host, Chloe Puff. So basically, I've come to the realization that we're all plants. <laughs> and I say that in the sense that we all need food, we all need water, we all need light, um, and we all have our own special requirements as far as care, Um And I think this is something that I I think about often because um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a huge plant lover. Um, I don't know what the heck I'm doing with these plants, but I keep collecting them and buying them every time I uh, go to Home Depot. (laughs) And I currently have probably over 70 plants, um, which feels like a lot. And at the same time, it's never enough, (laughs) the struggle of a plant lover, but Anyway, uh, the reason this is relevant, I was just thinking about um, the amount of effort it takes to do plant chores like watering, pruning, and you know each each individual plant has such specific needs. Um, it can be like really daunting to understand and remember uh, everything that each plant needs, but then. I realize, you know, we are so similar in this way and this, me taking care of these plants is like, it's very aligned with what I do for work. Each and every individual human being learns differently, has different requirements, their bodies are so different that this is why it's important to understand that fitness is not one size fits all. It's just not. There's no possible way. And, you know, regardless of what you believe in, if you believe in anything, I'm just going to say God for the sake of, you know, my own belief system here. But I, I doubt that God would make all these different types of plants with different needs and, you know, different requirements, but then not make humans the same. I just, that it wouldn't make any sense to me. So with that said, it is very important to just start the conversation by saying, if you have been trying, you know, a one size fits all approach to your fitness and, you know, copying somebody else's routine um, just because you're not really sure where to go or you're following someone else's meal plan or you know, you use an app with pre-made programs, like those are all good first steps, but they're not ultimately what's going to sustain you long-term. And this is the reason why we keep trying and failing and trying and failing. It's because we keep going after things that are not meant for our bodies, like just biologically. Um, you know, mentally you may want, even something different like mentally you be you could be able to follow a super strict uh you know 6 day a week uh super limited uh calorie count meal plan whatever but if it's not what aligns with your body and what you need um then it's just not it's not going to serve you because we all have to be aware that we do have we all have different pathways so let me dive into this a little bit and we are going to stick, we're going to talk a lot about plants today because this is what really sparked this whole idea in my brain. So I was looking at my plants and it's funny because um, one thing I'm noticing is like I have plants that I just, I have this like love hate relationship with where I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so picky. This is annoying. And then there's some that I'm like, I absolutely love Um Because they're not necessarily like the coolest looking plants, but they just, they're so easy to care for. What I'm realizing is like, it's the expectations that I'm putting on the plant. And I think the same goes for myself. I like, I have these big, cool, grandiose dreams or goals And then I realized that those goals actually take a lot more support and, you know, these little like micro steps in order to get there. And it can be really frustrating because we're stuck in the middle and it's like, your mind is almost like, this is not what I signed up for. Like I bought, (laughs) don't buy a plant based off the looks unless you're willing to do the research on how to care for it. So like I've... I have inherited several uh, plants from neighbors and friends and things uh, because they know I'm like the plant lady <laughs> in our neighborhood. And so I inherit all these plants and some of them I'm like, yeah, this thing is so cool. This is my favorite plant. And then it turns out it's like, it it doesn't like when I give it tap water. It has to be exactly 10 days between waterings. Uh, You know, it has to be facing northeast in the window of blah, blah, blah. It's just the most finicky thing ever and then there's like a plant that no matter how many times i repot it or you know cut it back or whatever this thing is just freaking resilient like i couldn't kill it if i tried and it's just to me it's very it's just such a silly reminder such a gentle reminder of you know how how different our needs are as people one thing that makes me really sad as a plant owner is when i see a yellow leaf I'm like, oh no, I'm killing it. It's dying. But in reality, you know, there's like some biology that happens that, you know, it's not getting enough of a certain nutrient, et cetera. Um, But what you need to do, because you're not going to turn that leaf from yellow back into green or whatever its original state was, you have to cut it off. And sometimes that process can be very painful emotionally because you do spend so much time and energy and frankly money on uh, this particular hobby. I'm sure some of you guys can relate. Um, and then you're just like, okay, all that and I have to chop it back. That's, that sucks. But what I'm getting at is we, we're going to have these periods where we just grow and grow and grow and grow. And grow. And it's just, it's, it's going crazy. Things are feeling really, really good. And then all of a sudden we're going to hit a little obstacle. We're going to have some yellow leaves, (laughs) as we might say, um, or just like some weird stuff happening, you know, like plants have different issues. Like, you know, the leaves can get crispy. The, the roots can start rotting. If you overwater, there's all these little issues that I didn't even realize would be issues, Uh, because you know, you would hope that plants are easy, but they're not, they can be pretty high maintenance, especially when you have the amount that I do. Um, but it's important for us to understand that in order for the plant to send energy to new growth, we have to trim off the dead portions. Um, and that goes for our lives when we are, when we are accelerating towards a goal we're going to hit roadblocks. There's going to be things that become obstacles, things that we're hanging on to that are no longer serving us, things that are holding us back. um and whether that's like you know a tangible obstacle that you can do something about um or if it's you know, kind of more of a like a non what would the word even be something that you know, like a mental roadblock. These are these are all things that we have to be able to build up the courage to just snip it off, cut it out of our lives, um, or at least cut it back. Um, pruning uh, a plant is essential for growth. And I think the same goes for us if we really want to oversimplify. Pruning in our lives and in our routine is crucial in order for us to propel forward. Because if we don't ever get rid of those dead ends, we're just... We're just collecting things that are gonna weigh us down and s- eventually slow us down We're, it's gonna slow our progress and hopefully we never get to the point where you know we have to we have to be at a full stop um and I was thinking also as well like it's not just gonna happen once it's not like a plant just gets a yellow leaf and then you snip it back and that's it. Like you can you can run into a multitude of problems. Uh, and sometimes they're gonna happen back to back. You get fungus gnats, you get root rot, you get you know leaves curling or whatever it is. But what you need to do, it's trial and error. Um, usually it's you know it's human error or environmental error um, when it comes to plants. but the, again, these are things that we have to recognize. Identify and then make a plan. So, when it comes to your own goals, we realize we have to we have to be self aware enough to understand like, okay, how am I feeling right now? Like, d- are you doing regular check ins? Because these things are so important, especially when it comes to the mentality aspect. Uh, the information is just not enough. You have to know how to apply it. So, it would be like uh you know again i told you we're going to talk a lot about plants you you have the little care and keeping tag uh on the plant when you take it home and then you don't follow the instructions of course <laughs> like of course it's not going to work out and again like there's there's some people who don't require a lot of effort and get massive results and it sucks for the rest of us who have to like sorry i'm bumping things i'm getting so excited uh i'm talking with my hands and i'm knocking things over on my desk but uh, you know it's it's crazy because some of us have to try so 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 hard and we just get very very small bursts of growth and some of us don't have to try hard at all it just flows to us it just comes to us the obstacles you know are not an issue we can just make it happen no matter our circumstances and instead of instead of comparing yourself it's really important that we understand how we work so we know how to make a routine a care routine in this case that can propel us forward that can actually sustain us rather than trying to adhere to you know what everyone else is doing because it's just not going to work your actions have to align with your goals your goals have to align with your life like realistically where do you want to be what do you want to end up doing where do you where do you want to go how do you want to get there um and the more specific we can get um because we know our needs so well uh then the more success we see now what if you don't know yourself very well what if you just really don't understand why you've failed in the past or why you haven't been able to move forward or why you're plateauing think about think about how we need to become observers that's what i want to say we have to kind of step back and look at our lives from like a very like literal perspective and just kind of take inventory okay so thinking about things like you know, what actions am I doing in my everyday routine that are actually getting me towards this goal? Um, and um, my current coach actually uh, was talking about how you can have like this no traction zone, essentially where you're, you're pedaling and you're pedaling and you're pedaling, but you're doing it in place. So you feel like you're busy, but you're not actually going anywhere. Um, this is mostly because we we spend it, it we spend time overthinking that's truly what it is we just sit there we overthink we keep ourselves busy because we think it's going to get us to our goal when in reality the busy work isn't what matters small intentional steps that have direction are far more impactful than pouring 110% of the energy that you may or may not have into something that's literally keeping you in place so just take a second and think about like what are the things that I am doing what are the practices or the habits that I'm doing that are that are busyness disguised or excuse me that that is growth disguised as busyness and those are the those are the areas that we want to look at and if we're talking about plants because that's what we're talking about today There are also periods where plants go dormant. So a lot of times in the winter, the growth will slow um, and no amount of watering or pruning or whatever is going to help this plant go faster. It's just part of the cycle. And I think it's important for us to understand that we as human beings, uh, who are very similar to plants, as you can see, need to have these, these cycles as well. Um, cycles of rest cycles of work. Um, and whether that's on like a, like a big long-term scale or even just like on a weekly scale, we can't just keep growing and growing and growing and growing without doing things like resting pruning making sure that we're actually getting the nutrients we need and i'm talking about like when i'm when i'm speaking about nutrients in your life i'm talking about you know your spiritual well being your mental well being all of those things because that's really like what keeps you going the actions themselves the working out the eating healthy the setting goals is great but i, I think just What are we doing to actually sustain those actions? Because we're never going to be able to keep putting out energy, 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 energy if we don't take time to refuel. And we refuel through things like rest and doing things that are creative and that are not on our to-do list. Um, These are things that like bring you joy and like soul sustenance. Ooh, I like that. Gonna put that somewhere. Soul sustenance, where you're like really feeding your soul, reading good books, uh, like following uh people who are really deeply motivating that you resonate with. Not just like, ooh, that's a nice little knowledge nugget, but like you're deeply vibing with with this, whatever you're consuming. And I think that is also, you know, a huge aspect of why we don't grow is because we're not actually fueling ourselves. And let me just talk to my biggest demographic here, which is the moms, because I feel like <laughs> in a general sense, moms specifically have an extra difficult time refueling because, because of our obstacles of having to care for human beings. So it would be like if you <laughs> were a plant that also had to take care of other plants, that is that's massive okay like it's a lot of work um and i it's it's so hard like i mean there's a million analogies i could give you here but really like if you know you know if you're a parent and you're like yeah i feel that it's it's like really only parents will understand um but I think, like, that is that is especially important for parents to be able to understand that piece of the puzzle. Are you actually sustaining yourself? Are you actually fueling yourself outside of just, like, the to-do list? So, whew. Wow, that's kind of a big aha moment because I realized there's some ways that I am not fueling myself and I'm listening to myself say this and you best believe I'm about to take my own advice. Uh, Wow. So I have a friend actually that said this to me um, in a conversation. Uh, They're not a mom, but this is just so absolutely true. Um, They said, I didn't know I deserved more until I received it. And that to me was just so freaking impactful, I think, because it really like shows us the power of validation. Someone like when you when you receive and you realize how much not only did you need it, but like, man, you're just like, wow, that is the missing piece. Your your brain just opens up to all the things that, you know, you deserve I think like, you know, it's like this wonderful cycle of wanting more, but then we're stuck in, you know, not believing that we we need or deserve more, but then we end up getting more and then we're like, wow, <laughs> I wish I would have accepted this sooner into my life. And I was thinking too, like, so speaking of wanting more and deserving more, Um, we're going to go back to plants. Here we are. So those of you that have ever tried to propagate a plant, um, it's something that is so incredibly addicting. Uh, that's probably how I ended up with 70 plus plants is just, just pumping out plants left and right. Um, and each, each plant will propagate differently. Um, you know, depending on the type, whether it's a succulent or, you know, tropical plant, blah, blah, blah. But um, we're not here to actually talk about plants. We're here to compare ourselves. So when you're propagating a plant, let's just use like a basic water propagation here. So you snip the plant, you put some rooting hormone in, you pop it in the water, and you have to wait, which is the worst part because some plants easily propagate. Like you could throw a pothos in like pond water without any rooting hormone and you could have like a jagged edge and that thing would still sprout roots. Um, it's just for, at least for me, I have found very, very, very easy success in propagating certain types of plants. And then there's other plants that, you know, you propagate several times. They're a pain in the butt. They root, but then they die. And, you know, it just takes, like, you gotta find you gotta find your groove to get it just right. And, like, really the conditions have to be just right for some plants to be able to um, show new growth. So essentially, like, when you're propagating, the concept here is you take a healthy plant, you snip off a good chunk of that healthy plant, and then you try to grow another plant from the mother plant and you know this is this to me like it resonates so hard for me because it's crazy you look you look at the little cutting sitting in the water and you're like how the heck are you supposed to be a new plant you know flowers die all the time when they're just sitting in water they don't grow roots you know you get a bouquet of flowers and then it's like all right done but then you see roots appear and you're like what what all this all this patient waiting and I have a new plant eventually you're able to put it in the dirt and then you know a year later you've got another gigantic plant and you're able to start the process over and for me that sort of thing is really fun um you know sadly it's ended a lot of the times in you know a wasted propagation because one I wasn't patient enough or two I didn't actually read up on how to propagate that type of plant and it can get frustrating but you know I, I, I gotta give myself credit. I will always give it a good, solid try. And I want to tell you a little story about my most recent plant experience, because maybe this feels aligned with what's going on in your life right now. So I got basically a graveyard of houseplants uh, from a neighbor who was just like, I have a brown thumb. Uh, Here you go. And boy, (laughs) they were not in good shape. Um, Some of them were like, Dead, dead. Uh, some of them were pretty much dead, except like one leaf. Uh, and so I did my best. I I replaced the soil. I tried to salvage what I could. Um, in particular, there is one type of plant, and I don't know the scientific name. I just know the uh, the nickname, which I'm not a huge fan of. But anyway, uh, it's called a wandering Jew, and the roots are extremely delicate. Uh, they're like, they're like, like a thread, uh, basically instead of like a big thick kind of rope like texture. Um, so these roots are extremely thin and it's one of, actually, it's one of my favorite looking plants. They're purple and shimmery and they trail really, really long and they're just beautiful. And, um, they gave me this garden dish that had like literally one Leaf of that that was survivable. Um, The rest of it was completely dead. Um, and then I also saw some roots that were like buried deep underneath that had just like a little teeny tiny, teeny tiny green sprout start popping out. So I threw away the rest. I salvaged what I could. I had to brush off all the old soil. I had to treat it with um hydrogen peroxide for the root rot and it was a process and I knew you know what these probably won't survive but I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best uh even though these may not be salvageable and I'll be i I'll be damned. To my surprise, I put that little uh wandering Jew just the the last little piece and part of a stem i didn't even think it had a node on it and you usually need a node because that is kind of the point on along the stem where the roots will pop out of i don't even know if i could identify one because it was just such a mess and weeks later i'm looking in the glass jar up in my window i just left it alone the leaf is healthy and it's got tons of these beautiful thin like glistening strings of roots and I'm so excited because now I get to try and plant this thing and see if I can give it a fighting chance. And the reason this excites me so much, like I, I think because from a coach perspective, like when people feel like they are at rock bottom and they're like, literally every other person has failed me, every other diet, every other thing has failed me. And I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm lost on hope. My hope is that you can borrow my belief for you to be able to be a little bit patient, let me help you, and then, like, just watch what happens. Um, You know, initially, I I think initially it's like, you know, when we're in these situations where we're just at rock bottom and we we finally reach out for help, you know, it can feel devastating because we're like, I really, like, now I have nothing left to lose, like, Show me what you got. But I think sometimes it really just takes someone else to say, I value you, I see you, I know what you can do with your life. Can I help you believe that for yourself? Like those are the moments where we really like all of a sudden just become a new person. Like, and again, I'm very passionate about plants and I'm very passionate about fitness. So this is (laughs) an extra special episode for me. But That plant was literally dead except for one leaf, and this was a big garden dish. I I literally just found that one leaf, snipped it, cleaned it up, popped it in some water, gave it a little bit of faith and trust and a little pixie dust, and she sprouted some roots. And I think sometimes it really does take some... Outside validation, somebody on the outside that sees us, that really sees us and believes in our potential more than we believe in ourselves, and then that shift happens. Now, ideally, you don't want to wait until you're at rock bottom to make change, but sometimes that just happens, and it's okay. It's you, Maybe you just didn't have the right environment or care in your life prior, and so this is this is your sign, no matter where you fall uh in terms of flora and fauna, you gotta think about, you know, what what are my needs? What are the things that I've been neglecting? How how alive do I feel right now? Like am I living a life that I love and I'm thriving? Am I growing? And it's true, not all of us are, you know, born into awesome circumstances or raised in awesome circumstances, or, you know, maybe Maybe now as an adult, this is the hardest point in your life, but it's okay. Like that's just, that's a part of the process. That is a part of life. And I think, you know, acknowledging the situation that we're in is totally fine, but we, we have to stop just accepting like the inevitable failure, uh, in a sense that brings us down instead of, it, instead of just anticipating the failure, and just saying, "I know that it's coming, but I'm going to do my best uh, to to learn how I can care for myself until I hit that point, and then I'll have to reassess." And again, when you do get to that point where you know you hit a wall, because over life you're not just going to have one obstacle; it's going to be a series of different obstacles of varying degrees and intensities throughout your life. But if you have the tools in place to be able to like, sustain, like, at the very, very base level, sustain confidence and faith that things are going to work out as long as you're continuing to um, to adjust and to grow, making that commitment to yourself is going to, that in itself is going to be massively impactful and be a huge, huge change for you. And one of the things that Actually, my favorite part about what I do is not just the fitness aspect saying, you know, do these exercises to get these results. No, for me, it's like being able to finally hear a client say, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I like when I started working with you, I never believed I could do it. And those are for me, like those types of testimonials are honestly my favorite. Like, I'm really proud of of, you know, the numbers that people are hitting, whether it's, you know, losing weight or hitting new PRs, but the biggest change and the biggest impact that I see that I love and I'm so privileged to be a part of is watching people change their mind, like from the inside out, like their their shift in their mentality and their confidence through movement is just astounding. But here's the thing, some people even with guidance are going to take it's going to be a a lot of growing and then pruning and growing and pruning and then growing and the plant dies off. And then, oh my gosh, we got to start from scratch and digging up and repotting and trying again. And it's just, that's, that's part of the fun, honestly. Um, it may not feel like fun in the middle of it, but the reward is going to be so great. And the, the, idea is just to not give up on yourself so quickly. Making sure, again, that we have these, that we're hitting our basic needs at the very, very least. And those basic needs do include soul sustenance, like I had mentioned earlier. That That is part of it. It's not, that's that's a non-negotiable. Just make sure that you are able to take inventory of kind of your your life and your environment and you say am i thriving here? And if you're not it's okay. But we want to identify why and sometimes that is that's the impact of a coach. The coach can help you with the why. The coach can help you strategize on how to overcome these obstacles or how to basically recreate the environment in, that you need in order to succeed. So I could go on about plants all day long. I could go on about fitness all day long, but <laughs> I won't. I'll will spare you the the gardening talk. So no matter what plant that you identify with the most, whether you're high maintenance, low maintenance, need lots of uh, attention, or you know you can you do pretty well on your own. I just want you to know that you are absolutely deserving of the outcome that you desire. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, be bold, be fit.